Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Welcome to TFYLP, episode 486. Uh, we are live tonight. What's that? June 20th. I'm Lucas. I'm joined tonight by Phil. Good evening. And Christian. What up? There we go. So thanks for joining me tonight, guys. So Pleasure after to the, uh, be joined. For the long weekend, I, I I was lucky enough to get today off. So, okay, yeah, Mr. Flex. Here. Okay, both Mr. Flexes. Some of us have to work for a living. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Some of us work for companies that care about the ending of slavery. Good for you. I, uh, fantastic thing to care. About. My my company just gives me off uh, the federal holidays, so you know. I don't even get that. I know. Yeah. It is interesting with some of the federal holidays that like other people do have to work. You know, like today our garbage still got picked up. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's the case. But the mail didn't run. All of the holidays is. Yeah. Yeah. Contractor life. Yep. Yep. So. Anyway, um, so tonight uh, we're going to be talking about, what what was it like, how do we decide what to collect? So I figured you guys would all probably be good good guests for tonight because I know you have a a plethora of items that, uh, that you guys collect and there's been different you know, things that you've collected over the years and kind of pulled back and myself uh, as well. So I, you know, this kind of, this topic kind of popped up uh, for me because I'm trying to put my collection back up and after I took it all down and I'm trying to figure out like, what should I put up? What should, you know, what, what gets cut, what stays, all that type of thing. Am, am I going to bin it then? Am I going to sell it? So, you know, maybe we'll have an, yet another episode talking about that. Um, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, like I think, and then also it made me think of it as well because Phil today uh, was was talking about you got Bonsaitron today uh, from Super 7 and it was like just totally not even on my radar at all. So... Yeah, I mean, I enjoy him. He is a solid chunk of plastic, 
Um, if he didn't have a Decepticon logo, I don't know that I would know he was a Transformer. And I'm not saying that because he doesn't transform. I'm, it's a very lesser-known Transformer from the Action Master era, which which I'm a big fan of that era, especially the, the new Transformers that were created during that time. But because of that, he doesn't have a lot of identifiable kibble. So it's not like you can tell, like, oh, that's definitely like a, a you know car hood on his chest kind of thing or, or jet wings sticking out of his back. Um, and so he, he's, he's a fun toy. He's a very solid toy. He moves nicely and cleanly. Um, I, I was surprised at how easy the hands were to pop off. They feel very secure. The weapon uh, fits in the hand pretty nicely, you know, but again, not like super firm or tight where you feel like you're going to warp the plastic. Um, I, I don't necessarily like this dude that much is a little action master pal. Cause it, it literally doesn't do anything. It has no points of articulation at all. And while it looks neat and the paint is nice, um, you know, it's, it's a very cool color scheme. Um, it doesn't, doesn't do the do weapon anything. thing? It doesn't do the weapon thing. It doesn't fold out. It doesn't Why? Not, the, the legs and the claws don't even move. So I feel like that is that's, Why would that's, you that's have, have done that? point of disappointment. For $70 figure, you think they would conclude that? Yeah, and, and Bombshell, Bombshell's Action Master partner does break apart to become Bombshell's head to mimic the helmet feature that the Action Master Bombshell had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I really like this toy. I don't know where I'm going to put it on my shelf. I do have bludgeon on pre-order. Um, I'm excited for him and his accessories. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, so far the red line, I picked up impactor on a ton of people's, uh, recommendations and, and I'm going to sell them. I, I don't enjoy, uh, not impactor. I'm sorry. Um, 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 knockout. I picked up Red Knockout on a ton of people's recommendations. That toy to me feels, it, it just feels bad. As much as this feels like a nice solid chunk of plastic, Knockout feels flimsy and like I'm going to shred his leg joints at, you know, a moment's notice sort of thing. Uh, the hip joints especially where it connects into the, 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 the thighs. Um, so... I don't know, you know, so, so that's one thing I'll say, I guess, is, is what I'm collecting. I, I've dipped my toe into the non-transforming Transformers, and, and uh, I'm not going to wade that deep into that pool. Well, now, the the Knockout, that's the uh, Red Series figure, is that right? The Red Series Knockout, correct. Yeah. And, and I think that that's kind of, you know, for action figures as well... I don't know, you've tried to, you know, differentiate, like, you know, do you get the SH Figuarts uh, Star Wars or do you get the, you know, Hasbro, uh, you know, Black Series? Um, yeah, for Star Wars, I buy Black Series. I mean, for me, for me, what I've, I've kind of said for years is the really super nice stuff is really super nice. But the main line stuff that comes out from most toy lines is good enough. In in my opinion, Um, I'll pick up third party transformers and I'll pick up masterpiece transformers 
because those I, I feel there's discernible differences in the engineering and the quality of the figure. But um, yes, it's definitely a discernible difference that you're going to get from a Hot Toys Star Wars you know character than you're going to get from Black Series. But they're bigger, they're a different scale, and I just I don't need them to do all of that. I, I'd rather have a whole army of clone troopers on a shelf that all look pretty darn great um, versus having two or three hot toys, clone troopers that look fantastic, but I can only afford both in money and scale and money and size, um, two or three of them. Well, and I know going back to transformers, it's kind of part of the reason that I decided to stop doing masterpiece is because, you know, all of these properties and transformers, especially like the number of characters that they have, the number of figures is just is just crazy, you know. So, you know, like if I enjoy Voltron, for the most part, you know, if I'm collecting, you know, some of the bad guys and individual figures and things like that, like, you know, maybe there's more to collect or Ninja Turtles. And I'm sure Rob would probably, you know, tell me that there are plenty of figures in, in the Ninja Turtle universe. But, like, I feel like with a lot of those i you know there's only a handful of characters that i really need to collect to feel like i you know have my representation whereas transformers there's so much just so many so many characters and it's just a constant wave that i i feel like i don't have the money or the space to continue that you know masterpiece you know run i i don't know maybe maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm wrong because I mean, I've spent plenty of money on all that in the in the past. So maybe if I just went down that lane rather than the classics lane or generations or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at some of the 80s toy properties, the earlier 80s toy properties had a bit of a different model than what came out in the, the um, late 80s and 90s. And so, I mean, like He-Man... And G.I. Joe and Transformers had a different model than, say, Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers. Right. The, the earlier 80s, you would have some new versions of the, the main characters, you know, Optimus Prime, Megatron, Starscream, Bumblebee, He-Man, um, Skeletor for the Motu line. Uh, G.I. Joe, you'd have, you know, new Snake Eyes pretty often. But then what you'd also get is just a smorgasbord of new characters every single you know year. And so you just have, you know, if you're like, oh, I, I want to only collect, you know, mainline releases of G1 characters, like you're still going to be buying a crap ton of toys every year. Um, you know, same thing if you're buying like, oh, I'm going to buy the G.I. Joe classified of you know, what came out from when, when I was a kid in the 80s, and we were just new characters. You're going to get a ton of toys every year. But like you said, for Ninja Turtles, it's like, all right, I, I just want the Turtles and Shredder and Splinter. There you go, half dozen figures, and, and you've got a pretty full-looking shelf. Maybe you throw Bebop and Rocksteady and a Foot Soldier in there and Crane, and now you're up to 10 toys. Oh, April and Casey Jones. Okay, a dozen figures, and you've got... But, but again... Like you can go I, I out love and, and like, get... if you just keep going, you know, and, and maybe you get the like, you know, robotic like turtles, and then maybe you get like. Yeah. 
But I'm saying like you can you can stop at four turtles and feel you like the four turtles and feel like you've got a good display. You can build out some of the bad guys and get the main bad guys and some of the other main characters. But like at about 10 figures for Ninja Turtles, you've got pretty much all of the main characters and and there you kind of go. Um, Ghostbusters is another one. OK, you get the four Ghostbusters and, and uh, you know, throw Slimer in there and you've got a good Slimer, Ghostbusters yeah. display. Um, you know, but, but yeah, Transformers especially is just character after character after character. And like the whole reason they had the movie was so they could kill off all the characters from the original, right. you know, right. waves and give us all brand new toys. So we'd go on and buy those. And they did it again with Headmasters and then the cartoon stopped and they just right. kept pumping out brand new toys and brand new characters, not just brand new toys, but brand new characters. Right, and that's not even counting. I mean, that's just G one. It's not even counting Christian's G one. Um, you know, I don't know. What would you count as your G one, Christian? G one or Beast Wars? I got them at the same time. I I, I don't know if you were gonna go like Intertron, you know, trilogy or or the movie or something like that. I'm thirty years old, man. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm ancient. <laughs> But yeah, like, I mean, there's, you know, there's been a zillion different uh, cartoons as well. So it's like, where do you, you know, then do you collect movie? Do you collect all that? And I don't know. I think that's the thing that's kind of hard with, with Transformers. I mean, outside of Optimus Prime, obviously, you know, if, if you want to call him and then, you know, Megatron. But then after that, I feel like that it's kind of can be somewhat difficult to draw the line. Like you said, like I feel like that turtles there's like a definite progression where you can say, All right, I'm just gonna collect this one and that one, but then it's like I mean I think there's probably a debate about who the main characters are, um, you know, for uh, Transformers, so okay. Yeah. I think in a more literal sense, like how do you decide? Based on the evidence, we've all decided based on years of trial and error on trying to figure out what our collections actually are it's an ongoing battle i've done it for many years lucas you're in the midst of it now right the best rule i can say is don't collect stuff you don't like remember that time you made me quit collecting masterpiece it's a famous story we've told a bunch of times but yeah you made me quit collecting masterpieces well I don't feel like I made you quit collecting masterpieces. You I forced just pointed me. Out, I, I, I pointed something out to you that got you to think about it. and But then you're still, like, you know, when you say, oh, I'm not collecting masterpieces anymore, you still have plenty of masterpieces. And you Some. are still somewhat actively collecting third-party masterpiece figures, too. Like, you just got Raiden. Right. I got Raiden. Let's that's the last that's the only one i've gotten in four five six years how long has it been since i quit masterpiece Lucas? four years four years has it been that long oh my god 28 it might have been 2019 i think it was yeah it's probably 2019 so it's been three years yeah and the more i thought about him during today the more I'm thinking he is going to exit my house very quickly. Wow. 
Because what? Why did I quit Masterpiece? Because I don't like it. It's not fun. I like being able to switch my transformers back and forth anytime I want, and not have to dedicate a whole, you know, quarter of my day to transforming one thing. Make that six things. That's an entire day. Just a day and a half, actually, if you do the math. I mean, these things are ridiculous. It's not that they're, well, two of them so far are poorly designed. Two of them are okay, and two of them I haven't opened. But I generally don't collect masterpiece or third party or third party masterpiece because of that reason. Like, I don't find them exciting. I don't find them fun. I decided long ago, and then again, and then probably at least two more times that I collect toys rather than like collector's items. That's what I go for. So. So Josh brings up an interesting point. He says, I keep adding guidelines for what I should get. Clones, troopers, mandos, I'm out of control, whatever. And I I am 100% on board with that, too. I feel like that, you know, it's the ever-expanding collection, right? Because it's like one of those things where you, you start off small and you're like, oh, you know, I'm just going to get classics. Or I'm just going to get, you know, this small group of, of figures. I'm only going to get a couple all that type of thing. And then you're like, oh, well, wouldn't that, you know, like, you know, the display shelf doesn't look complete without X, Y, Z. And so then you add that. And then you see something cool at the store and you're like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and, and get, you know, whatever. I mean, I feel like that that was kind of me with like Marvel Legends uh, a number of years ago where, um, you know, I I wanted to start collecting some of those, and then that got a hand out of hand pretty quick because there's just so much. You know, every time you go to the store, there's a new wave and and whatever. And so even even trying to limit the scope of of some of that, like you know, like you said, Star Wars or uh, Marvel Legends, it it you know easily starts filling the shelf. I think that has to do with the collecting mentality in general. I mean, if we're already into getting several pieces for a whole collection, it's not a large step away to say, okay, let's get more pieces for this part of the collection or this part of the collection. Oh, but I'm only going to get this part. Well, this part and this part. And it's just, it can expand so much. You got to be really careful where you can, yeah. you know, get yourself some real trouble. Well, and the other thing I feel like with, transformers it's a little bit unique compared to a lot of the other properties is star wars burnt me a number of years ago because i got a bunch of star wars you know um i don't know like black series and main line you know three and three quarter or whatever both right you could not like for the life of you resell star wars stuff like it depends on what it is obviously if there's something that is is you know uh, unique, like rare, hard to get, whatever, right? But like just normal stuff, like it's just impossible to sell, right? You can't get it out. You like you just can't get rid of because everybody has it. Whereas like for whatever reason, Transformers, like I, I don't know what it is. There's always people willing to buy uh, Transformers. Like I think that that's the one thing. Like Marvel Legends was the same way. Like I couldn't. I couldn't, like, depending on the character, like, there were certain ones where, 
like those were you know more expensive whatever hard to get like you could sell them you know the ten dollar or i'm sorry the twenty dollar figure i bought is now worth a hundred dollars right but that is rare like i feel like the, the majority of it it's like you just have to like you know back up your truck and throw a whole bucket or whatever and you know give it give it away to somebody basically so like how how do we decide like I know what took what it took me or what it took for me to get out of masterpiece, and part of that was Lucas, and part of it was I lost a job, and part of it was you know, this is just not fun, and part of it was the whole I collect toys, not collectors' items thing. But at a similar time, I began collecting bot bots, and I was like, well, why you know why would you start something new at that stage of your collecting, right? Don't do it. It just adds a whole other dimension, but. I ended up really liking it because the designs are fun. The hunt was fun. Displaying them was fun. I But I gave myself a rule that said, if I'm going to collect these for real, I, you know, I got one pack to experience the new line, right? That's the thing we all do. But I was like, if I'm going to collect these for real, I need to find a way to display them for real. And I did. Two ways. So I just had to be intentional about it, I suppose I'd say. Oh, so I was going to make a point, and I think, I don't know if I actually made the point I was going to make about the resale oh, no. value of Transformers. So what I was going yes. to say is, is because I can normally resell Transformers for close to the retail value or sometimes more than that, um, it like it's like almost a false sense of security that I'm like, well... If I buy this, I'm not going to, I may not lose that much money. I might not lose as much money as what I would with like Star Wars. Whereas Star Wars, like when I had to give away an entire tote for like 50 bucks or something, like I was just like, okay, like this is stupid. Like, and I never went back. Whereas like with Transformers, I feel like that because I know that I could, you know, get a booth at a show, I can sell them on ebay whatever it may be i kind of feel like i'm like oh well if i get this and i decide i don't like it you know then i can you know i'm not going to lose as much money i think for me one of the big things of why i've gotten a little more toys than i'd like to right now or i don't have a lot of guardrails is i've not been good at keeping up my display and I feel like keeping up a display really helps you to decide, is this a toy you really enjoy or you pre-ordered it when it the, the pre-orders went live because it looked cool and then you got in hand and didn't think you liked it as much or there's a new version that came out or just for some reason you've just fallen out of favor. So when you have a display, it sort of forces you to make a decision of, how much do I really like this toy that I wanted on display? And I'm not saying you have to display all your toys, you know, but my wife has always encouraged me, like, redo your display, like, every couple months. A, it's kind of fun to do it. B, it gives you something new to look at. And C, it gives you a chance to evaluate, is this a figure that you still want to own? Or mm-hmm. is it, you know, something that just, uh, you know, seemed cool at the time and, and you're not as enamored by it? Um, so that, that would be a big thing that I would recommend if you're trying to figure out what to collect and, and when to stop. And I think for you, Christian, that bot bots thing was probably helped by that because they are small. So, so, yep. you know, you, you can, you can spend money on them and you can get a good amount of bot bots for a relatively low price. 
and they don't take up a ton of room. So yeah, you can complete an entire collection of bot bots and, and, you know, take up as much room as, as what I have for like, you know, a dozen or so MP toys. Yeah. I think you guys have seen my bot bots wall. It's not extensive, but again, I had to make a conscious effort to display those because they're small. Like you said, you can't mm-hmm. display them in, in you know, my debt off land. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You could it'd be horrible. Don't do it. So, you know, figure out different solutions. And that was just a fun thing to do on its own. Now there's a show and it's adorable and everything's great. Well, and then also you can fit those in uh, shot glass displays, right? You can for the most part. Or is that, isn't that what you have or do you have something else that? Uh, I had shot glass displays initially and that fit the first two and a half waves. And then once they kept going, it no longer fit them. So I have um, their Ikea wooden shelves with little ladders on them that are essentially in scale with them. It's cute. There you go. Yeah, shot glass displays worked for a while. But yeah, so I mean, I think that that's a, you know, a good point, Phil, as well, uh, about displaying them because... You know, this happened to me where I feel like a lot of the more recent Transformers that have come out, um, I haven't really had a chance to display them. So a lot of those, uh, the Beast Wars stuff, you know, like all the Kingdom and and whatever, I just kind of like had a pile going and I didn't realize how many figures there there was that had come out recently. And, And then I'm like sitting there like getting ready to put them up and I'm like, oh my gosh, like... It's going to take up an entire shelf at this point, like from what's come out the last year. So, I think that's another point that we've discussed in this show um, in previous episodes is the volume of toys that come out nowadays. Because it used to be you had so so. Let's go back pre um, uh, Chug, uh, pre classics. You basically had. The one line you had, what was coming out to, to go along with that current cartoon, whether it was, you know, Generation One, Beast Wars, R.I.D., Beast Machines, R.I.D., and, and the, the Unicron trilogy, what you had to collect was what had to do with those. You started to get then with with collector stuff. You, I think I would say probably start with alternators and you started to get alternators, alternators. in universe. Yeah, yeah, alternators and universe, but universe was a lot of like repaints of what had come before. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was it wasn't necessarily it had, tied in exactly to the cartoon, but it um, wasn't. But it was repaints. It was it seemed like it was more collector oriented repaints with molds from everything that had come before it. So yeah. it was like, hey, if you like Transformers at any point in the last twenty years, here's a figure for you. Yeah, yeah, um, but then like kind of the higher end, you had the alternators which was, you know, the precursor to MP. So, you know, that that's when you started to get, like, the the divergent of the The, the, the segmentation. Yeah. So yeah, you had, like you had the cartoon line, you had alternators, you had universe, and then what we didn't really think about at the time was GoBots. Not Machine Robo GoBots, but the Transformers Play School GoBots. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So but, at, uh, even it, at that point, we had the, the, the Kid Kid line, and then, like, kid line and then 
But but to me, I feel like that there is a line in the sand that started with the movie, where before yes. that point, I think that you could have like collected everything, and it would have been reasonable, right? I think, well, it wouldn't have been as cra like crazy overwhelming, you know, right? Whereas after the movie started, like you know. I don't know, like, I'm sure that we could probably ask Nick or Rick or or Peter or, or whatever, like, you know, uh, about it, because, you know, exactly how much space does it take up to display all the all the figures from the last, you know, from movie onward? Well, I think even if you compare the line sizes of not movie lines, like if you look at Cybertron and then you look at Kingdom. Like Kingdom, I think is bigger than Cybertron. I mean, I should know exactly how many figures are in Cybertron, but I don't. You know, I'm not that intense into it. But if you count all the Kingdom mainline releases and all the exclusives, I mean, it's just like Phil said earlier, volume of product. I think the difference too is is like the uh, Cybertron, like they redid a lot of the same characters, like in different scales and di like you know the. Di like different things but the, a little bit so like if you just were just collecting a specific character or whatever it's it was probably wasn't too bad but yeah it's uh or i'm sorry i was thinking of cyberverse not cybertron but oh yeah that's completely different that's a different thing that's completely different yeah 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 because yeah, i think you know what you started to have happen and maybe this was with the movie line was multiple characters coming out in the same line in different size classes. More often than not, what you'd have would be a, a, a core class kind of toy and a leader class kind of toy of like Optimus Prime or, or, or Deluxe and Bumblebee would be in both ends of it. But, you know, you had, you had these characters that were just like, like you, you within the line of a single toy line, you could get kind of overwhelmed once it started with the movie of, of how much there was that was out there. And then, then you go into all the like the little kid directed stuff or the the one step changers, all of that. I I, I would I would agree. I, I don't recall anything existing to that extent prior to the movies. I'd be really curious talking to Paul because I know that he says he's a more of a character collector and that he you know will collect you know starscream of course and then he has like several other characters that he uh collects as well but i'm curious does it help him to limit himself or does it actually encourage him to get more because of it because i feel like that's kind of mm. can be somewhat of a double-edged sword that like is there a Starscream that otherwise you may not get, but because you're a Starscream collector and you have to have all of them, that you might well, get Lucas, you and I have both fall into that. Oh, yeah. You and I have both fallen into that recently because our rules say we can collect generation stuff. Right. And that's not, you know, I say rules, in quotes, but you've picked up stuff just because it fits your rules and you're looking to get something new. Like, oh, yeah, this goes in here. Why don't I just grab it? And I, I did it for the Pulse sale because I had sold the first two fossilizers last year. And then they went cheap for the Pulse sale. I was like, eh, they fit in. I'll get them again. Why not? 
So they'll be here this week finally. It's just yeah. because it fits within the rules, you get it. It's more sometimes is a more driving factor than you wanting to get it. Just like you can, so you do, rather than you want to, so you do. You know? Does that make sense? Right. But that's right. that's kind of Christian where I would say your rule of like you just want a good toy. Guess what? There's a lot of good toys out there. Right. There's a lot toys. of really awesome toys. Like I don't I buy Marvel Legends, but I traditionally stay away from the MCU stuff. Um but like I got some MCU stuff to, you know, because I was kind of like, oh, that that looks good. It's like the, the, the two pack of Captain Marvel and and Rescue Pepper Potts. It's like, oh, that Pepper Potts is a really good. Look at all those accessories. Look at all the stuff that it comes with. And it's like, I don't I don't really like the MCU stuff. I don't really have a great place for it on my shelf to display. But it's like I did get Cap Thor and Iron Man men game and Thanos like Pepper Potts isn't isn't too I mean she was in some of those scenes I mean I, I can I can get her and put her in there and, and so it is just like this idea of like I, I only want to really buy toys I enjoy and boy howdy is there a lot of great toys out there well and I think that's uh, the thing too that uh, like the power of the primes uh, during that line like there's a couple figures I absolutely hated um, but I think for the most part, most everything that's coming out now, like, I mean, there's a couple duds, but I feel like even the biggest duds that come out now are like not complete garbage. So it's not something where I just like, you know, instantly regret getting the, uh, you know, whatever repaint or, or something that I was thinking about not getting, you know, before. So I don't know, like my the biggest thing that's like irked me is that um you know they keep releasing slightly nicer repaints of of figures and like there's been there's actually been a couple where i have not actually gotten the repaint because i haven't thought they've been nicer but a lot of them it's just like it's incrementally better and so i i end up wanting that and so then it's like what do you do with you know this and the other one I said I wasn't going to do those incremental things, and I've done it more often than not. I was I avoided most of the Netflix ones, not all, most, but some of the like the buzzworthy stuff lately. Cup and Cliff Jumper, I picked up both of them. Uh, I'm getting the new Studio Series 86 RC because she's be- it's just better. But at yeah. least they're not doing it to the degree from Siege to Earthrise because I I really did feel angry about that. I mean, I've been on this show since Siege and Earthrise, so you can hear my opinions about it throughout the years. At least it's not on that scale anymore. That was that seems like it was a one-time thing, but that was really annoying, and I hated it. Don't do it again. Yeah. So uh, Ron also brings up uh, about upgrade kits. He says one thing I changed my mind on was upgrade mm. kits. I double or tripling the cost of a figure, might as well buy the uh, MP or the three P MP. And you know, I kind of went the same way with upgrade kits. Um, you know. A couple years ago, a few years ago, like I was buying all of these upgrade kits, but then, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of times I wasn't using them and, and utilizing them completely. So, like, there's a couple of, like, like some of those DNA kits. Like, I really like, and I know we talked about before this, like the um, Predaking, 
the uh, Power of the Primes Predator King, where it comes with that mm-hmm. really cool sword, and it comes with some like other filler stuff and like cooler wings and whatever. And so like that that's one thing that I, you know, splurged on on for that one. Um, and then I know there's the DNA kit, like there's been a, a few other ones, but yeah, like it, it gets really, you can get really expensive. Um, you know, like I, I am pretty choosy about those. I mean, I just installed the arc one, but I bought this Grimlock kit earlier in the year for, um, studio series Grimlock and wheelie. Mm-hmm. And I uninstalled it in about 10 minutes cause I put it on. I was like, wow, this does not help me at all. I don't like this. App. This is not my style. I don't care about gap fillers. I don't want to use this chest. This wheelie is blah. So I took it off and returned it back to stock. Now I'm going to sell this somehow. But um, I'm very choosy about upgrade kits. Like I got Rotor Storm's guns because he needed them. Or I got Hot Shots cannons because he needed them. But one way that I've really decreased spending is on Reaper labels. If you look at my Combiner Wars collection, every single one of those Combiner bots has stickers. Anything recently? I mean, barely any stickers now. One, the price increase that began with Siege has allowed for more paint and they look better. But two, right. Toy Hacks has gone up in price a little. Not to say it's not worth it, it's just not my style anymore. I don't need to make my retail figures look super extra nice because then you have a few that stand out as extra nice among the masses that look, you know, like retail toys. Yeah, For me, it's I mean, about going together. That's one thing that I've really stepped back on getting uh, toy hacks like Reaper labels as well. And it's it's all been because the main line, like they started painting the figures more like just irked me to no end on some of those Combiner War era figures where it's like, I mean, like Wheeljack for, you know, specifically, it was just, it was absolutely horrible. So, um, yeah. And I mean, I think that that's the same way too. I know, um, you know, we used to have Dakara where they released their own independent figures. Now they don't. Uh, but I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious if, you know, with as nice of figures we're getting from Hasbro now, how often people would end up buying that if they had a slight deco change. It probably would depend on the figure, I'm sure. Like, I mean, I know they did that for Abominus. Um, of course, I mean, that was a different era, but uh, Volcanicus, some of those, so... It's true. I mean, even if you want to go back to that, like how many LGs did you pick up while that was a thing? How many LGs did I pick up while that was a thing? Not many. Some, depending on figure. Yeah. I started doing it more once we started to get the... With Titans Returns, I started to do it more because I wanted the most accurate representation of the 86 movie cast. And you're getting that from Takara LG, and you weren't getting that necessarily from Hasbro. And, and guess what? Now Hasbro is giving that to us in the form of Studio Series. So I played myself. <laughs> We've all played ourselves. I'm, you know, I was into that too. I got all the Target Masters. Not, I actually did buy all the Decepticon Target Masters and then sold them because I like the Hasbro revamps more than I like the you know, slavishly accurate LG ones. That's just a personal those- choice. Those Takara LG Target Master Decepticons are phenomenal. I'm sure they are. They they looked nice, but I was like, I I prefer these. And guess what? Because because I'm not concerned about my display so much, they're still saying the thing. And I like I will say they're fun to play with, 
They're fun to transform. They look great. But because I haven't paid attention to my display in the last several years, they're in a bin. And, and that is, that's yeah. problematic. Yeah. I, I will say I know um, it, it was a few years ago that I did that. And I actually think that that, like, I ended up getting more figures after uh, upgrading my displays. Because, like, I went and, like, I went to Ikea and um, I, like, bought a bunch of billies. Um, and uh, so now, like, once I did that, like, I was like, well, I have all these shelves now. I need to fill them. And uh, so I think it's actually probably caused me to, you know, now, of course, now I, I don't have that problem. Like I have, I have another space problem, you know, at this point, but uh, that was, that was a number of years ago. I think there's always going to be space problems. Only the most dedicated among us can get through without space problems. And I think the three of us agree that it's, nice to continue going on in time and, and picking up new stuff every once in a while or a lot of once in a lot of whiles rather than kind of focus on curating and appreciating what we have and that's another problem with collection mentality but it's fun it's a fun problem yeah. do we know yeah, anyone I who has stopped and they just kind of focus on what they have do do we have anyone in our circle who does that? I mean, Peter's talked about that recently in terms of he's yeah, kind of stopped. And, like, I want to say focusing on what he has, but, like, stop the newer stuff and said, like, listen, this new legacy does not bring me the level of excitement that I want it to. I'm going to focus on what does, and that's filling the holes in my, my collection that I had up until this point, um, whether mm. it's the rare stuff. Or just saying, hey, what really what really gets my engine going is these, you know, the the '80s stuff. So I'm going to go back to some other toy lines that had cool toys from the '80s because that's really what gets gets my fire, you know, burning there. Versus, oh, legacy skids. You know, I feel like Rob is probably one of the few people that has has kind of hit that a little bit where he's you know very specific about what he wants like there's he's getting to the end of like what he needs to get from g1 i think he's mentioned and then he gets a new masterpiece figure like as they come out third party figure as they come out right but then he's satisfied with that and has and of course obviously he he collects other things as well like turtles and things like that but like it seems like that his you know like he he's not going as as much as, as some of the rest of us but he's happy with that whereas like i feel like a lot of times the people that if they slow down or stop collecting they're just done like they get rid of it and whatever like i know um you know like bryce rutledge did that a number of years ago where he you know sold out like sold off a, a bunch of his collection i mean part of that is you know and i think you alluded to this christian too it's like life events and things like that to will uh you know kind of assist with uh you know selling off your collection but uh but yeah i don't know i don't know anyone that's like all right i'm done you know final piece of the puzzle here and i don't need to get any more and i'm happy with what i have 
I mean, Hasbro and, and Playmates and uh, Takara and all these other companies, you, Mattel have done a very good job of training our brains to not feel that way. We are all, for the most part, chasing that plastic dragon. Yeah, to hear Lucas put it so starkly, it's like, oh, I'll never be done. Yeah, what what is the final piece where I say, I've done it, it's over, and there I don't think there ever will be. I'm well, okay but, with that. It's yeah. been described on the show before as being less involved over time. But this is where like it's the hobby that we have chosen or that has chosen us, the hobby that is called us. It's different than my friends who play golf. It, it there's there's nothing really wrong with them saying yeah every saturday when the weather is nice i'm gonna go play nine or 18 holes like they're not looked upon as your you know can you can you cool off on that golf thing um because that's an activity versus our our hobby is centered around purely just consuming versus necessarily there's not as much active component to it I mean, again, we have Transformers. So, Christian, maybe to your part, to your point earlier, you know, I don't enjoy sitting there and and spending a couple hours transforming a new toy. Like, I I mean, I I can see why folks like Rob, who really enjoy that, that's maybe a better end of the collecting of this hobby because then you are getting the active time spent um, on top of actually getting something in hand plus the time that you spend, you know, collecting it. Hmm. I'd rather spend my time messing with my displays or coming up with new ways to do that stuff or I'm doing a little bit more customizing now. Or yeah, I, mean, I would rather, I'd rather spend my time like just sitting staring at my phone scrolling through useless yeah. nonsense. I mean, that's, that's a much better use of my hour. This is me transforming the train bots. Oh, yeah. And now I'm sad. Seriously, they take over an hour each. Kayan took me two. And he didn't even go to Trima. He went from pants to robot. That's two hours. That's unacceptable to me. I feel like we need to do a Raiden show and have you and Rob on and hash it out. Because I'm sure he'll be like, oh, it was it was totally easy. It was fine. I, I didn't even need instructions. I've basically been live tweeting it. I'm just live messaging Peter about it. And he's like, oh, Kayan's everything I love about Transforming Robots. I was like, cool. Kayan's everything I hate about Transforming Robots. That's funny. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not saying they're bad. They're bad for I, me. I think, again, part of that, you know, like you said, that if you're not into Masterpiece all the time and then you get this, you're like, oh my god, what is this? Because that that type of puzzle is not something that you've attacked in a number of years. So, you know, getting back to it is, is kind of tricky. I'm like, I'm no slouch. I know how to transform things. I've been doing it forever. It's, right. it's not like I'm an amateur at this. It's just, holy crap, you're right. This is not a puzzle I've tackled in many years. Right, but, like, the way... Like, like I, I feel like that every company kind of has their way of doing things a little bit. And, you know, they kind of um, iterate upon themselves. And so... If you're not into, like, if you haven't gotten a bunch of the Zeta releases or some of the third-party releases recently, you know, that it 
it could be tricky compared to again like some of the older masterpieces or, or things that we've done before uh, yeah, because I'd, everything built I had Zeta's Superion I thought that would have prepared me for this it did not Superion's fairly easy to yeah, transform I like him. that's why party. I felt yeah. confident going into you know, the Moon Studio Raid but no not the same my, my wife just heard me cursing like almost an entire night long as I was trying to transform Purple Potato you know the, the first mm. the first night I tried to get him into spaceship mode and uh, it's a phenomenal looking toy. I'm so glad I have that toy. I do have it on a shelf, but boy, howdy, was that like not an enjoyable experience. Well, and I also think too that you know some people that collect that uh, they might collect a, a masterpiece figure, third party figure, or whatever fans toys, and never transform it. Like it might go straight on their shelf out of the box and they never, never do anything with it. And they're okay with that because they just want the display pieces versus, you know, other people that, you know, want to have that fun transformation. I have a rule about that or a guideline about that, I suppose. After I take my stuff out of the box the first time, mess around with it. Many of my toys don't get transformed again, or, you know, it's very sparingly because they go on the display and they're there. But with my mainline stuff, which is my primary collection, I know that they can at any moment in time. I can open the glass, I can transform something, and it will be done. But with, like, the, the, the train bots I keep talking about, I think once I get them to Raiden mode, if I ever do... Uh, I'll never transform them again. And that guy goes against all my guidelines, so it probably shouldn't be in my question. You're hearing me work through this as right. I'm, I'm learning these things about myself and re restating these things about myself and my collection. Where it's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have gone these. They broke a lot of guidelines, and they're still breaking them now, and they need to leave my house. <laughs> but it, it matters that it can. That's the thing. Like, in, right. Technically, the train bots can. But in what world will I ever subject myself to this again? None. Never. I will never do it again. Well, that's the guideline. That was one of the figures, too, that, uh, you know, I was tempted as well because I like trains just like everyone else. Um, I think it looks cool. And there is no mainline representation of, of riding. So, you know, it's like, do I want to go back and get the vintage one? Do I want to get the third party? Do I want to get the official and I had those third party ones like on pre-order and I, I ended up at the last minute as they're coming in, like canceling them just because I was like, you know what? I just, I, you know, I'm not sure that this fits my collection, but like, how do I know what, like, that's the thing I, I just wonder is, is like, how do we decide what fits our collection? You know? So, so, Lucas, I want to go into a tangent here off of something you said and Ron brought up in the uh, in the chat earlier. Um, the idea of pre-orders and what that does to our collecting. And again, not something that is new to this, this show, but the idea of pre-orders versus finding something in a store, I think, is vastly warped how we feel about collecting because there's that fun endorphin hit that you get when you find something on a shelf you don't 
get that in the same fashion anymore. It's not like you see an image of a toy that's coming out, whether it's in a magazine or you see it online, and then you just hope you find it in the store. And when you do, it's like, oh, there it is. There's the fun part. And sometimes that that endorphin rush, um, you know, hits and it wears off by the time you get home. But sometimes you get that toy. And so you find that toy at the store and you're like, yeah, I found so-and-so. And then you're like, oh, this is uh, not as good as it looked in the pictures. I don't, I don't think I want this now. But when you have the pre-order system, you don't have that anymore. You don't have that seeing it live and then deciding you're just going to put it back on the shelf. Because now it's, you've ordered it. It came in a box, you open the box, and now it's in your house. And yeah, you can return it. Three dopamine hits for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get to order it. That's exciting. And then it arrives. That's exciting. And then you finally open it. Oh, that's exciting, too. Or sometimes it's four, because they show it off first before you get to order it. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. You get the hype of like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to order that thing. And then the ordering goes live like a week or a month later, and then you get it, and then you open it, and and yeah, it, it, at that point it's it's just different. And what's what's also different about that is, like I I, I actually found toys at a Target this weekend that I wanted. I got like a Marvel Legend and two Star Wars Black series that I was looking for, and like that was so freaking rare. And it's just like there's something about like going through the checkout aisle and then walking out of the store with like a pretty hefty bag full of toys. You're like, did I, did I overdo it today? Did I overdo it? Like, I don't feel like I overdo it when I'm just clicking on, on like, this is your pre-order part that, you know, I rarely feel that sentiment, but when you like just three toys, it's like, Oh, it did a little much today. Now, granted, I also, that's the day I picked up my bonsai Tron from my comic book shop. And I was on the way to a vintage toy store to buy a Vinto Dino Rider, vintage Dino Rider. So I, I knew I was already doing some damage that day. But but yeah, it, there's also this this the sequence of how we get the toys to ourselves, especially through the pre-order system. It it cuts back on some of the guardrails that we might have otherwise had. But you know, it, it, it's kind of funny with the the cycle that we have. I almost feel like. Like, I'm all, like, by the time it gets into my house, like, and, and sits on display, I'm, like, almost over it. Because, like, for example, like, Blitzwing, right? Like, that thing has been announced for, you know, forever. Um, you know, we've had, you know, various leaks and, and whatever. And then now people are starting to get it in various parts of the world. And so there's, like, lots more reviews. And so I'm just sitting here, like, biting my... It's like, all right, when am I going to get this? Like, uh, am I going to find it at a Target? Am I going to, you know, get my... Is my pre-order going to come? Uh, all that type of thing. And I feel like it's like by the time it actually gets here, I'm almost like, all right, like, <clears throat> like this is great, but Thursday there's more pre-orders coming, you know? Like, it's just this whole... This constant cycle. It's like I'm all, almost, you know, more excited for whatever that next thing is because I don't know what that next thing is. I know exactly what, you know, by the time I've watched a couple reviews on Blitzwing, I've seen pictures on, on that. Um, I've heard people talking about it on social media and it's like, Oh, okay. All right. 
It's like the, was it Family Guy or Simpsons bit? It's like, why should I get the boat when I can get the mystery box? That can be anything, even a boat. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you, you get excited for the thing that might be coming down the road. Um, and, and, and to Ron's point, I, I agree. The, the pre-order system, given everything going on these days, is probably the best system out there. Like, I don't have time to necessarily go to the store all that much i had to go buy a father's day card for my dad hence why i went to target otherwise you know i don't get a chance to to you know quote unquote go hunting so that's why it was like so rare for me to find like you know spent more than one toy at a time it's like happens like maybe once every other year <laughs> what about shopping um so yeah the pre-order system is what it is i think overall it's a good system but it does again, like reshape our brains and, and, and it also, again, eliminates a little bit of that chance for us to turn down picking up a toy. That's fair. I really, I don't want to hunt anymore. Like every time I try, there's never anything I need. Like, you know, I'll go when Target runs a sale or something. I don't even step foot in Walmarts anymore. And there's never anything at the Target sale. Like, just nothing there. So I just automate my whole collection, and it all shows up to my door eventually. And I'm really happy with that. And I'm really happy paying Hasbro $50 a year so I don't have to deal with store exclusives. I can just order them on Hasbro. They always come. Everything is fine. It's like it's an autopilot, which is nice if you're getting, like, all the things. If you're, if you're like me or if you're like Lucas, where you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get pretty much all of these, very few exceptions, just just automate it like that. It's so wonderful. Yeah. But to Phil's point, it does, you know, once you put that pre-order, how often do you go back through your pre-orders and like, well, do I need this and do I need this and do I need this? I do it, but that's because I've, you know, put in my budget plan. Not everyone does. So if I'd only went hunting, I would have a lot more situations like Phil illustrated and said, you know, and I would say, you know, do I need this now or can I wait? Or do I need this at all? Or is it not exactly what I thought? No, with the pre-order system, it just shows up. So I've been thinking about this with like Metro Titan, right? Because I like have no nostalgia for Metro Titan, right? And I have no space for Metro Titan. And so I've really been debating, do I really need Metro Titan, or not Metro Titan, right, or Cyberverse Metroplex. Cybertron Metroplex. Or Cybertron Metroplex. I'm sorry, not Metro Titan. Why am I saying Metro Titan? Because he's coming from the Shadow Glass line later in the year. Uh, You're right. So um, Cyberverse Metroplex. I'm sorry. I'm like crazy. No, dude, it's Cybertron Metroplex or Legacy Metroplex. That's easy. Anyway. Big old no bus. I just act, call yeah. it the wrong thing, like, you know, just to... Uh, we we just have to figure out... That's okay. Anna Anna gives us a lot of experience with trying to figure out what nonsense names mean. So we, yeah. we got you. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's late. Anyway, so um, I've really debated about that because, like, I have no space for more Titans. Like, the Titans that I have, like, I'm not even sure I have space for the Titans that I have right now. So, it's like, that. that's one of those things where I need them to stop. Like, I need to stop with these Titans here because 
It's just, what am I going to do with this, you know? I like the idea of, you know, I need them to stop. It's like, hey, Hasbro, can you guys just stop? Can you guys just, like, give me a break? Well, this is like uh, Nick, Nick, Nick says, says that says, every day. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, stop trying to call that into being. One day it's going to happen. Hopefully it never does. I mean, eventually, it's not this up to Google Hasbro AI to control your take over and realize, like, oh, I just need to—I don't need to kill the human population. I can just subjugate them with more and more pre-orders. That's <laughs> true. But yes, Lucas, you're you're deciding what to collect, aren't you? You're saying, hey, I don't have enough space for this guy that I don't really super care about, so. Maybe right. I don't need to have him. I, I feel like considering that I like called it like five different names that like weren't even right. <laughs> I I probably don't need that in my life. Poor Lucas. So here's where I get to a weird spot. I can't even I apologize, remember her name. Is it Tyrannicon Rex? Tyrannicon Rex. I don't know where the heck to put her. I don't know where she fits in in my display. But darn, does she look cool. I, I think I like her better than the, the Beast Wars Kingdom Megatron. Just in terms of it, it, it just being a little more eye-catching. I don't like the dopey T-Rex eyes. That's kind of like, damn, my T-Rex. How are you today? Yeah. Um, so, but, everything else, though. Great paint, great head sculpt. Yeah, I love, I love the robot head sculpt. It, it, it is great paint, but like, so this is a toy that's just like, I like you. What do I do with you now? And that's, that's a hard spot to be at with some of the collecting. And again, coming back to the problem that you brought up, Christian is like, I like to buy fun toys. And there are some very fun toys that then you have. And it's like, I don't know what to do with you. And I don't want to just shove you in a bin. I mean, maybe I just make a little, like, part of my display. That's the X-Over toys. I'm like, now I'm talking it out loud. I did yeah, that. that that's, that's, yeah, I'll helped. probably do that. Yeah, um, that's what I did. Yeah. So, um, you know, but, but yeah, there are some stuff that just, like, it doesn't neatly fit. And sometimes that's led me to say, all right, I don't need it. I can go ahead and, and, and get rid of it now. I had my fun with it. I rented this toy for a few years, and now I can return it kind of deal um you know but but yeah that that, <laughs> that is a tough thing when you look at toys as sort of the the art form uh, of a toy of the the design the mold the, all of that that goes into it it is like looking at this thing like this is really really cool yep and i think a lot of us look at it that way yeah yeah i mean i'm gonna i'll go off on another tangent that is not even anything to do with transformers but but the same kind of story here and so that is this marvel legends build a figure of the armadillo and it's just like i've got no attachment to this character but he looks awesome he's like a not even d-level captain america villain but like I drove out to some dude to meet up with his dude in the parking lot to buy it off of him, like you know, six months ago, and I'm just like, I just picked this thing up, and I'm so ecstatic to have this toy, and that this toy exists, and all the detail of the the armor plating, like you got the cracks in there, and it's just like I don't know where to put this guy on a shelf, but boy, how is he fun? And I'm really glad you brought him up because I 
I got two of his pieces with whatever wave he was in. I, I picked up some figures. Yeah. I was like, man, these pieces are so detailed. Should I track down yeah. the other ones? How much would it cost? And I did eBay searches and looked for, you know, a couple minutes and I spent time trying to figure out how I could do it. And I was like, wait a minute. I've never even heard of Armadillo before this. <laughs> Why am I doing this? I think the only book I read, uh, the only comic I've ever read of the Armadillo is like he looked totally different. He was in like a relaunch of the Thunderbolts and they totally redesigned him. And he was a boxer. He was like in an underground, like supervillain fighting ring, kind of like what they did in the, the, the uh, Shang-Chi movie. Um, I'm just like, that's the only time I think I've read a comic book with this dude, and I've been reading comic books for like 35 years. So, yeah, but but you know, it's it's one of those things where there are some toys that just come out, and it's like, gosh darn, that's an awesome toy. I don't know what to do with it, and I've got I, I've at least gotten away from buying toys from random toy lines that I don't really collect because the toy itself looks awesome. I, mm-hmm. I've narrowed myself down to just doing it to toy lines I collect, but I collect NECA Ninja Turtles, NECA Aliens, NECA Predator, um, blah, 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 uh, uh, Marvel Legends, Black Series, Transformers, um, and probably one or two other lines that I can't remember right now. So yeah, I buy a lot of crap. Yes. But again, yeah, I... this comes back to what we talked about earlier, like Black Series didn't exist 10 years ago. I wasn't buying Star Wars ties. G.I. Joe Classified, there's a line I forgot. That didn't exist 10 years ago. So it's not even like NECA Ninja Turtles didn't exist 10 years ago. So not only are the line, the toys that we're buying are putting out more toys, but there are more toy lines out there now. And that's, again, where it comes down to like, all right, how much budget do you have and time or space or money to do all of it? Yeah. Mostly, I guess, if, if, we're, if we're coming back to the question to say, how do you decide? Whatever you decide, just make sure it doesn't drive you crazy or into poverty or whatever. Just just keep your brain happy without overtaxing it. We've or all been there. Relationships. I mean, or ruin relationships. Or, you know, ruin the, ruin the right relationships. I mean, I was going to say, I think that that's probably the ultimate, you know deciding factor is is money and space and so at some point you know you run out of one or either the or both and so then you have to start trying to like limit your your collection so you don't you know go crazy and you know whatever so just be careful you know collecting is an interesting hobby it's a very fun hobby you can make a lot of cool friends you can do a lot of cool things you can see a lot of cool places just don't don't let the crazy bits of your brain take control and and be careful of who your friends are because you can easily find friends that will enable the crazy bits of your brain oh they're very great people and very nice people and very fun people to hang out with and there's so much fun to go crazy with but they will make you feel like i'm not crazy Look at Nick and Peter over there. Those guys are crazy. It's like, yeah, they're like an entry level of crazy. Two. But to every normal person who comes into my basement, it's like, you have a problem, Phil. It, it's funny. Ron beat you to the punch. He said, find a group of enablers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, Some of the best people you'll meet, but they, they do not help you make good decisions. <laughs> no, I didn't buy nearly as many toys until I actually started interacting with Transformers friends in person, Transformers people in person. 
I yeah, I will say the Transformers people like has enabled me to further my collection over the years. Um, I I do think though, like I think Nick and uh, Rick and those kind of guys has actually helped me to not like go as crazy because I know that. Like there's no way that I can catch that dragon, whatever whatever dragon they have. That you know they've they're much further along than I am, and I, I'm never going to get to that spot. So, so so Transformatics brings up a good point. You could die tomorrow, be happy today, and, and I I agree. You could, and 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 you know if I had it my way, all of you would. But but you know that's why I don't have nuclear code access. Um. But, but in a serious thought, like, I think there's a point where some of us in these hobbies, in these collecting hobbies, realize, like, am I actually happy? Am I really happy with all of this? Or am I just chasing that plastic dragon and I'm fulfilling some sort of mental, you know, thing that makes me go out and buy this stuff? And at the end of the day, it doesn't really make me as happy as I'd like it to. Yeah, that's what made me quit hunting because I realized that. More often than not, I was coming home empty-handed and frustrated or mad. I was like, well, I should probably stop doing that. Or, or worse, you're coming home with something you don't really want because you felt like you had to come home with something. Had to get something to justify yep. the 13 stores you hit up that day. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when, when you're on your 12th store, you're like, oh, struck out again. I guess I'll buy this thing to give me some sort of endorphin hit. Yeah, been there. Not often, but yeah, it's happened. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I don't really want this, but it's on sale. I'll buy it. I got a Kingdom Scorpion. I mentioned that earlier. That's one thing that I really quit doing that years ago because I found myself like every single time that you like whatever the um, Black Friday sales and, and whatever, I just find myself like loading up all this stuff. And then I'd end up turning around and selling it. And I did the same thing like with a lot of the movie toys too. So I was like, you know what? I need to quit. Quit doing this. Just be careful with yourself. If, if you're getting into it, you know, try stuff out. Do it. You know, see see what you like. See what you don't like. Find find yourself some guidelines, or don't if that makes you happy. Just be careful with yourself as you go along. Yeah, that, that's the best advice I can have for that. I mean, I think the thing is, is that for the majority of these figures, especially with Transformers it's usually pretty easy to find most of the stuff. And so you don't have to rush into it. You know, like there might be something else where that, uh, there might be some limited shoe release or limited, whatever, something else, some other thing that, uh, is going to sell out and you're not going to be able to get it. But transformers, I feel like for the most part are, are not really that case. Majority, yes. I, I would like to... I'm not saying I will do this, because this requires time and effort, of which, you know, I, I talk high and mighty about, but I don't always put in. I would like to just look at... For sales, like the Pulse sale they just had, or Black Friday sales, or, or whatever sale it is, whether it's Target, Hasbro Pulse, uh, you know, Amazon, you name it. How many of these toys could you get for considerably cheaper 
versus how many toys would you actually miss out on? And and what is what is what are the odds? Is it like because my guess is it's probably somewhere in the ninety percentile, especially when you're talking mainline. And if you just wait, you'll be able to get these toys for significantly cheaper. Now that might mean that you're either going to overpay on the ten percent or not get that ten percent. But but I would be curious of what that that ratio looks like. I would say that the only figures you ever had to worry about are exclusives. And it really depends on what it is. But, like, some of that stuff, you know, you have to kind of, like, like you can tell a lot of times. Um, like, I know Anna was um, was just sending us a link, I guess, the, what is it, the Walmart, Netflix, like, Megatron and, like, whatever the other figures Skelivore. Yeah, Skelivore is, like, what, 17 bucks or something? And mm-hmm. I feel like a sucker on that one. But, but that was that was a toy that sold out at first. That was a toy that that you know went out of uh, you know was sold out on Walmart for a couple of months, and then they did multiple new runs of it or releases of it, whatever you want to call it, and and became more prevalent, and then sold out again, and then just is now like you know what is it thirteen bucks for one of those things or seventeen dollars for the two pack. I mean, it's less than a deluxe cost for you get a, a Voyager and a deluxe toy. So, so it, I think it is sometimes hard to tell. I mean, you look at look at Kingdom Blaster. That was a toy that was hard to find and, and, and highly sought after. And then, you know, well, guess what? Now they're you know they've got the Legacy Blaster, pretty much the same exact toy. And Kingdom Blaster is pretty darn easy to find. I think I saw it on Amazon the other day for like twenty dollars. So, you know, it. it I think it is sometimes hard to tell, but I would say again, even with some of the exclusives, you know, look at recent Amazon exclusives, they're going to uh, Entertainment Earth and other wholesalers because I guess Amazon's just got a glut of them, like the Golden Disc Collection. So it's like out of that, out of the Golden Disc Collection, what Terrorsaur is the only one that is, if you didn't get it right away, you can't get it now. Right, but then, you know, like, Transfer Max brings up, like, the Prowl Ironhide set. And that's the thing is, is, I mean, there's certain ones, like, you knew that one was probably going to, uh, you know, sell out or, you know, potentially be worth extra money. Uh, but I don't know. There's a few ones, like, like Greenlight. Like, and I realize it's the only version of that character, and so that's that's part of it, you know? But, like... Like that thing goes for crazy money, you know. There's a handful of those, but then there's other ones where it's, you know, like they're worth less or, or you know, whatever. So. Yeah, it's 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 hard to tell, and that's where I said I'd like to just look at what what are the odds, and are you comfortable living with those odds that you can get your toys for twenty, thirty, forty percent discount but you'll probably only get 85% of the toys. I'm not comfortable living with those. That's why I do pre-order system. I'm happy if I can get them on sale at some point before my pre-orders come in, but uh, generally speaking, I'd rather just have it taken care of. That's fair. I'm I'm grateful that my lifestyle allows for me to make that choice. That's fair. Yep. 
No, I mean, I think that we're all incredibly lucky that we can be at this point and even have the debate, um, you know, as it is, but... It's nice. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, to transfer Maddox's point, could die tomorrow. Be happy. Don't feel like your collection has to own you. I think that's probably... That's true. If you ever get to that point, stop and get out. Right. Then you decide to collect nothing. You anti-collect. Or you just become Paul, where you collect, but not really, like... You, you, you barely open anything that you get and then you're just like you're doing it just to just you know it becomes a, a second job for you um, mm. you're just selling stuff because you know how to and you're good at it and, and collecting you know made you into this you know gave you a skill set that you you know would not have had otherwise I mean, I, I will say I do know some other people, too, that they kind of transitioned to that as well, where they quit collecting as much and that they, you know, by them selling and, and being a dealer, they can have a lot of toys pass through their hands and they don't have to actually own it themselves. Yeah, that's an option, too. Yeah. Not not as easy an option as, as it sounds, but... Right. No, it's it a difficult road. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of work involved with that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mincing words when I say it's a second job. Oh, yep, hundred percent. So, what to collect? You know, figure out what you like. Be kind to yourself. Be happy. Right. Seems like seems like some pretty good rules. Make sure you can look at it. Well, all right. Well, on that, yeah, I guess we never even touched on on that. The people, the, the mitten box collectors. So, uh, oh, don't do that. There's no re for transformers. There's no reason to do that. Just okay. don't. Do not. Get your uh, AFA graded windowless boxes. If you want to oh. be a mitten box collector for transformers. Go online, look up pictures of the thing, print them out, and put them on your wall. Done. It's the same thing, and it's significantly cheaper. Don't do it. Yep. Do not do it. I agree. No. So. I will All find right. you, and I will make <laughs> you stop. All right. Well, with that, so, um, I think uh, I think we've done a good decent with that job ominous threat <laughs> right thanks thanks christian so uh, i do want to mention uh book club this week is going to be lost lights seven and eight um so that is going to be on the tf talk discord at 9 30 eastern 8 30 central uh where they will discuss uh the, um lost Lights seven and eight so come and it's fun and then they um also i think zaldron mentioned that they will uh, enable you to get other things as well uh, when you show up. So, what does that mean? I think that like they're just enablers, like how we talk. Oh, about oh, 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 yeah, oh. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, so, uh, but yeah, thank you guys for joining me tonight, and thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, thanks to Zaldron, Ron. Thanks to Josh. 
Thanks for Transformatics. Thanks to Catherine. Thanks to uh, Adam. Thanks to uh, Daniel. Uh, Destron was in here for a second. Mr. Destron. So, I know what I got. I think he just came out to, to, to let us know that he likes robots. So. Did he say I, I like robots or did he just yell out robots? I think he may have just said robots, but... <laughs> yes. Anyway. Mr. Destron, mysterious guy. Yep, yep, yep. So... Uh, all right. Well, and then uh, we're uh, we should have uh, microcasters this week as well. Can't remember what we said. Are we still continuing with the uh, legacy train? I think we are doing the legacy beast assortment from Walmart this week. Is that uh, so? Yeah, I know that's what so, some people were wondering whether or not we we're going to go down that path and get those and and yes we spoiler alert we uh christian and i both got all of them so i think yeah we did got a couple is that right and i got at least two of them yeah i don't think she got the third one though i don't know which third one she didn't get though you guys did skids last week correct we did do skids last week we did go back and watch that still yeah yeah so it's pretty exciting Yeah, so we'll see you Thursday. All right. Well, thanks, guys, and we will see you next week. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. Ha <laughs> ha!